medicine properly. I, I think your journey from coming from Swaziland and then coming here and, yeah. you know, you're, I think you're extremely insightful. I think there's a lot of fact checking mm. you make. Um, like everybody, you can't be extremely objective. Um, mm. But I, I think there's a, there's a lot I need to unpack. But before I get into that, I, I yeah. came through, in 2020, I came through like a very interesting article of yours written by you. And the first, uh. pa- the first paragraph says, I'm always reluctant to call myself a photographer. Rather, I'm a writer yeah. who can take photos. I don't make, I don't make mm. images. I take them. I never stage anything. I just capture yeah. what I see in front of me. This is why I enjoy shooting live performances. There, nothing yeah. to stay. Every moment mm-hmm. is captured. Um, I like that. In most cases, as much as the artist sees the cameras um, in the media pit, they are focusing on their audience. That's a very profound paragraph mm-hmm. I read there. Because um, mm-hmm. that, first, that first line saying, I'm a writer who can take fo- photos. You're not merely a photographer, yeah. but you make, you're one hell of a good photographer. So just explain this entire Thank thing. you. <laughs> yeah. Um, damn. I, I, think, I think that comes from, uh, I have a lot of friends who are photographers and colleagues who are photographers. And, and for me, I think they're quite, they're so meticulous, you know, with the, the, the actual craft of it. Um, I don't think I am as meticulous as they are, which is why I'm like, eh, I don't think I'm a photographer. You know, it's like, um, it's like, uh, you know, you can drive a car, but you cannot necessarily drive an F1 car. So, I think maybe saying I'm not a photographer is not entirely correct, but I I think what I'm trying to say is that I'm not as 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 um, as technical as everyone else is. You know, like I, I I didn't study photography. You know, like I didn't go to school for it. Really, I just took a camera and I I learned just by taking photos. So that, I, I think that's what I'm trying to get to. And also just the fact that I don't enjoy taking posed photos, you know, because there's like you are, you're responsible for everything. You're responsible for how the person poses, the lighting, blah, blah, blah. But if it's like a concert, it's like everything has been done for you. Your job is just to take a photo of what you already see, what you're already there. The, 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 the outfit, the artist has already decided, the makeup, if there's makeup and the lighting is already there. Yeah. I, I think that yeah. that's what I'm trying to get to. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, like anything, anything you write or anything you take a photo of will outlive mm. you. You know, so you're, you're perfectly yeah. right that whatever you capture will outlive yeah. you in some some shape or form um let's start with yeah. your journey so i do know you're from swaziland um yeah. uh let's talk about your journey from from swaziland getting to we're in the position you are now oh uh yeah so i grew up there so my father's from kzn mm-hmm. uh he migrated to swaziland apartheid days not not exile uh he wasn't political he just left sa because of what was happening and he ended up starting his businesses in Swaziland. So my mother's from Swaziland, but my father's from Kaysala. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I grew up there, really. I went to school there. Uh, but when it was time for me to, to, to go to varsity, I didn't want to stay in Swaziland. So I had that choice. So I, 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 I decided to, to apply to, to, to UCT for an electrical engineering degree. 
uh, which I didn't necessarily want to do, but because my my family just said your your maths and physics marks are too good for you to do media studies. That's always the case. Really you know, you know how it goes. So I did that, but really it didn't work. Person who I excel in things that I like. You know, uh, I I think that step was very important. It was it was a painful process, but very very important to just helping me understand myself. Uh, so I ended up dropping out. I got excluded, actually. I mean, I say dropping out because it's like I wasn't putting effort anymore. Uh, and yeah, then I so in, in those days while I was doing media studies, I really was into that uh, uh, side of life. So I got into writing at that time uh, and, you know, just getting assisted by my friends Um uh, and yeah, I really was just like, I'm going to write for these blogs, whether they pay me or they don't really, there was just no payment at that time. Also just writing about music, hip hop, really, it was, it wasn't a thing that anybody took seriously. And a lot of the, the hip hop blogs that were there, it wasn't even like a lot of, they were not even making money themselves. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure if they are now, but it's definitely better than back then. So I was just doing that and that and then, but really the thing that helped is I did this other internship, uh, the company called Liberty Africa, the, the, the platform was live magazine, it was, it was fairly big at that time, you know, just young people expressing themselves. And again, I carried on exploring, you know, this writing about music and with a special interest in hip hop, because really I got into writing because so I used to read about the source, hype, and all that. And I was like, this is something I would like to do. So I, 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 that's, that's how I ended up just focusing on hip-hop. Again, as I say, I excel in things that I like. As a hip-hop head, you know how obsessive we can get. Absolutely. So hip-hop really became my world, yeah. And then I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to write about this thing. And just... Also, just beyond obsession, for me, I was just looking at the media, like, there's so much, there's so much to be done. There isn't, there aren't enough people doing the, the kind of stuff that I would like to consume. So the, the, um, the, the type of stuff that you're referring to, I'm assuming you, yeah. saw, you saw a gap in the media. Yeah. What is that exactly, what, what exactly are you referring to there? Uh, huh. Interesting question. So I would say, I would say long, not necessarily long form, but I would say thorough, thorough coverage of, of, of hip hop artists. I would say that, you know, you, you, you read a, you know, like the mainstream media, uh, again, as a hip hop head, hip hop, is barely mainstream in SA. I mean, it had its time at some point, but when I started, it really wasn't. And for me, it was like, at that time, it was just always WHP Pro. Uh, but I was like, you know, the, the, the other artists who, who deserve this platform, they may not necessarily be as big as the skies. Mm-hmm. And if maybe like an optical illusion is, is profiled on any platform except Hype, it's just like the small profile to be like, ah, there are these guys in the Val who rap underground. And it also just didn't feel specific enough for me, you know? So I was like, there's, there's a lot of insight that are not being shared in these profiles and these interviews. And I would like 
to to see more of that. So I would say just thorough coverage. Um, but where we are now, uh, still the same. But I'll also just say long form, you know, because where where we are in media, digital media, especially, it's like it's just like 300, 400 words. So and so dropped an album. It features this artist and this artist. Boom, move on. Um, yeah, for me, I'm 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 just like which I guess. We will end up getting to it. The, the the podcast that I just put out for me, I was like, if if you just you go online and 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 try and check stuff on an artist like Stogie, I was like, there's so much, so much that you guys are not talking about that is involved in in this uh, artist's life and their work. So that's 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 I guess that's that's the gap I saw which well, I still I, see to this day. Well, I guess there is, like you say, there's a lot of pros and there's a lot of cons in terms of, in terms of digital yeah. media. So I would mm. assume you penetrating the game that was also at the advent of the rise of digital media. Um, so the pro would yeah. obviously be that it's very inclusive. Um, your work would be yeah. out there, unlike if you're working from like a, a purely digital, uh, sorry, a print media publication. On this hand, um, your, yeah. your work is obviously going to be circulated around the internet the con is like you said yeah. that there's only about 300 400 words that people really put out there um and unfortunately yeah. citizen journalism has plagued uh how do you mm. how 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 in, in that in that breath how how do people find you as a credible source uh huh I, I, I don't know to be honest i don't know but i i think really as cliches it may sound the work speaks for itself. I think the work spoke for itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you yourself, you, you, you found my shit online and you're like, this is interesting. Uh, I think even just from just consumers, uh, I do get those kinds of comments. People are like, oh, this is thorough. This is thoroughly researched. You know what you're talking about. But also just even like with the other like publications, if maybe I'm, I'm approached by a publication that I would like you to, to, to write this story for us. They really say, uh, we found your, your stuff online and we thought it was interesting. You know, we, we had never uh, maybe read that angle about this artist or this scene or, or whatever it is that, that they want me to cover. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think also the, so sometimes I'm not sure if you've seen this, like I'll write a story and I'll put it, I used to use Medium at some point, Medium uh, as, a, as, a, as a platform where I'll write a story for a publication that will take that 1,200 words and publish it on their platform. But maybe the story that I'd written was longer than that. And then I would just put it on, on my Medium to be like, just because the publication only wanted that, it doesn't mean that that's where the story ends. So maybe those few people who, who check out my work beyond the other platforms, they can just be like, oh, okay, this story, there's more to this story than what the publication uh, put up. Yeah, I just thought I should add that there for some Absol- reason. Absolutely. Are there any articles that you regret writing? Articles I regret writing? Whoa. Uh, no, 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 I wouldn't say regret. I would just say I, one, I, I don't maybe share the same view anymore. I do have articles like those. 
Um, you know, some of them are out there. Some of them I can even go ahead and just be like, you know what, I'm removing this from the internet. Um, so there's that, but there's also articles where I'm like, this article, I wish I had had more time with it, but because of deadlines. Uh, so I have some articles that I feel like were, were rushed. Yeah, but I wouldn't say regret, no. I guess, I guess, unlike many other writers, deadlines can, um, yeah. in many ways, limit your creativity, your creative freedom. Yeah. Do you, do you get the sense yeah. that you always go through that? A lot, a lot. Yeah, that mm. that does happen. Uh, that does happen. I mean, it it happens to this day. It does happen. Yeah. And <laughs> and I'm sure it frustrates you until. It is frustrating. I mean, because. You know, once your, your story is published, it's it's out there, it's living there and you and you know, at times it's really just a writerly anxiety, really, because maybe you're just worried about one sentence that can be a sentence that can just haunt you for the rest of your life. Where you're like, I used the same word twice. Uh, what was wrong with me? But also you end up you blame the, the sub-editor, you're like, you, you couldn't just clean that up. Uh, so that 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 does happen a lot, but it's just not something I lose sleep over. But I, I guess what it does really is is you 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 hope you hope to redeem yourself in the next one. I, I would say just like life itself for me, I've I've noticed that how how I get better is is, is this interview uh, Kendrick did at some point, and they were asking him how he how he perfected his flows and he was like by bad flows basically like the previous bad flow uh and then you're like you know what i want to outdo myself in the the next one that that happens a lot to me in terms of writing and it has helped so l's i do take a lot of l's but i i i quickly quickly turn them into w's yeah absolutely i i had um i had slicker here about an uh, just about a year ago and he kind of spoke about just the same you know kind of what you're what you're saying now that there's more l's and w's it's more about like failing forward um and and ultimately i also got the off the conversation i had with him um i also kind of got the sense that there are certain things that you just don't want to dwell on or you feel that you should Mm -hmm. dwell on and there's certain things that you're like you know what this is a waste of time because ultimately i'm kind of it's repetitive um, do you yeah. see the same thing? Do you feel like in terms of essay hip hop, do you need to capture the moment in terms of everything at the same time? Or are there certain moments in time that you feel like this is a time, this is really relevant and I should ride with it? Because I mean, look, South African hip hop is very broad. Um, it's got yeah. a very unique history from POC to Squatter yeah. Camp to Jabba yeah. to yeah. Nasty yeah. to all the way to Blackie. How do you know yeah. that this is the right time to write a story about this type of artist or whatever event is occurring at the time? Uh, huh. I would say for me, it starts with what I like. It starts with what I like, really. Uh, I, it's, I think one of the most frustrating things about this job is not being able to to cover everything like mm-hmm. there, there's so much so much stuff where i'm like i wish i wish i had the capacity to to do that which you know which is why i end up um 
I, I have I have writers. I see someone online where I'm like, oh, you have potential, you know? uh, why why aren't you why aren't you writing? You know, because I'm like, at the end of the day, for me, it's not about who has written the stuff. It's about the stuff being documented. So I think the more uh, writers or documenters, YouTubers, podcasters that you have, for me, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but but for me, really, I think where I am. Uh, I, I think I've worked long enough to know that I cannot cover everything. And that doesn't mean that I don't think it's important. So just in my career, I've learned, I've learned, you know, through, through some of the assignments that I've gotten and also just some interviews that I've done, I've learned that other than trying to cover everything, I would rather, it's more effective to, to, to focus on one thing and do it properly. You know, um, the, 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 the last, the last OG podcast, like when I, when I started the idea, when it formed at first, I wanted to like do like a whole podcast just covering everybody. And that just seemed, it proved uh, to be stressful and almost impossible. So I was like, I'll just pick one artist and spend a whole year obsessing about them. And I will try and do that. Hopefully in 10 years time, I would have built this valuable um, archive. So yeah, it, it's, I, I, I gravitate towards what I like and I'm hoping that someone else who likes another, um, I would say subsection of this thing that will do it. You know, I, a lot, a lot of people who read my work, they ask me, they're like, ah, you haven't written much about Zagwe or so-and-so, or maybe the Gussie Rap stuff. And I'm like, I listen to a lot of it, but I don't have much to say about it the way maybe I do with a guy like Nasty or Youngster or, or Blackie or, or, or Stogie. For some reason, I gravitate towards that kind of rap. And for me, I'm like, I will just stick to my lane and I'm hoping that other people are doing the same thing who like a different kind of rap to me that will do that. And I think that is how the archive is going to be built. But I, I'm definitely not trying to do everything. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I, I did try that, but I realized it doesn't work like that. You're such a huge fan of the culture and, and I think yeah. not just hip hop in general. I think yeah. just yeah. in terms of the movement, what, how it looks like, the outlook, um, yeah. who's messing up, who's progressing. And I think yeah. one person that did that very well was, um, and I hate to say it, but it was Ricky Rick. Um, he managed yeah. to mm. he managed to you know capture one thing and everything the fashion the music mm. he is mm. the I described him as the leader of the new school um, he definitely I, was yeah. I I still think I'm still grappling the fact that he passed away like many people mm. I think that caught everybody off guard um, mm. what did Ricky Rick what did Ricky Rick mean to you question and it's funny that Rick is an artist I actually struggled to write about okay. uh, more than anything else. I, I, I tried to meant a lot, meant a lot of, of things. He didn't just mean one thing, like as you're saying. Uh, but one, I would say what I what I I picked up from Ricky is his love for family and not just his family as like, like biological family, but you know, he he looked at this, he looked at us as a family. Like he really did. He didn't, he didn't just like say it because like for me, I, I was never close to Ricky, but um, at some point I took photos at Cotton Fest and I just posted them on Twitter and he found them and he followed me and he sent me a DM. He was like, 
I like the photos you took at Cotton Fest. Mm. Um, to me, that, that, that meant a lot. I was like, oh, this guy, he really is about what he says is about, you know, unlike other people who can tell you that, yeah, I'm about the culture, but you're like, ah, oh, you're just about yourself. So family, family, just like all of us family. I mean, in the, in the new uh, Champagne 69 album, there's a skit on there where it's like talking to those guys and it's just basically saying the same thing. It's like, we must look out for each other. And if someone disses Champagne 69, they're dissing everyone else. And he really, that's how he approached uh, this whole thing. So it's that. But also what what I liked about Ricky was, um, uh, I guess it's still the extension of family to be like, you see something that you like, you you amplify it, you know, using your own platforms. I, I guess we are also doing that uh in one way uh, or the other but i just feel like you know if you have a bigger following you're able to be like yo there's this kill skid called the koala from cape town that i bumped into and you shared with your millions of followers and really the koala has like a, a a a career in rap and i'm not saying it's only because of ricky but uh ricky gave her a, a huge huge boost so that and also he was a he was a slashy you know people talk a lot about slashies you know we we everybody's a writer photographer social media this this and that but ricky he really was that because this guy he was a producer he was a rapper and i mean he had started cotton fest like that's events and also the fashion uh, so I also just think that this very, it was a very important aspect of him to be like, he doesn't just be like, he wasn't just like, I'm a rapper and a producer and it ends there. He was like, oh, okay, uh, there's an opportunity in fashion. I, I will do that. But I think it also just speaks to us as human beings. And it's not an easy thing to do what it did because, you know, myself, a lot of people, when they talk to me, they're just like talking about hip hop, this and that. I'm like, Hip hop is not my only interest, but I haven't found a way to, to, to show the world my other interests. There's so much, so many, many things that I like and know about, but I just haven't found a way to incorporate them into my, I want to say brand, let me just say identity. Okay. But he, he really is one of the guys who, who were able to, to, to do that. Like when you think of Ricky Rick, you think of many things, you know, unlike many of us, a person thinks, thinks of you, they think of one thing, even though that's not really who you are. So I, I, I admire that about him. I mean, talking about identity, how would you, well, thank you for saying that, but how, how would you define yourself in terms of like, not just a music writer, but obviously, I mean, quote unquote, photographer, not photographer, but how would you identify yourself <laughs> yeah. in the industry right now? How, how does one um, put you as in like, as an outcast? How do you think that you would stand out from mm-hmm. the rest? Uh, I don't necessarily think about that, to be honest with you. Um, I, again, I've learned to not fight how people see you because people see you a certain way because of what you are putting out in the world. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure I've made that mistake with other people as well, where I'm just like, oh, you are this, but that's because that's what they're showing the world. So I don't fixate on, on, on that, on how people see me anymore. Like people view me however they want. And I'm hoping it's in a negative light, but in, in the game, really, I, 
I I am a writer. That's that's what I am. I I can never run away from that because almost everything that I end up doing, it'll involve writing. It may not necessarily be journalism or this because you know you, you can write a script for a, a a tv show or a documentary or you can write or well, some of the stuff i'm not allowed to say uh but yeah that other stuff that i do that i cannot tell you um it's still it really it always just boils down to writing so i i i'm okay i'm okay with being seen as a writer unless maybe i step up in other aspects it's totally fine We've seen South African hip-hop grow immensely. Uh, the past two decades, we've seen it bloom. How do you... Yeah. But I also feel that at, at in that time space, there's been a lot of downfalls. There's been a lot of progress. Yeah. At yeah. present, what do, you yeah. think, what do you think South African hip-hop is missing? Uh, I don't think South African hip-hop is missing anything. And I see this conversation to be like, ah, oh, we should learn from the Amapiano guys, we should learn from, from this and that. I think it's just the climate. I, I've, I've noticed that South Africans in general, they, they move on. They move on quite quickly from everything because it's like uh, when, when Guaido died, in quotes, it wasn't really dead. People were just into Afro pop now, or or house, or, or hip hop. But not necessarily that the music lacked anything. I don't think so because mm. Uh, mm. groups like about Blackjack or about Zola and Omzambia. I think for me, when I listened to the stuff they were making, like in the late two thousands, it was progressing. It was progressive still, but people just were not into that anymore. So I, I just think in South Africa, people don't believe that two legends can coexist, you know, and by people, I mean just the people in, in the streets and media, media chases where people are going. So that's why it's just like now, oh, it's on my piano now. But I, I listen to, to, to the stuff that is coming out now, like I, I, I find it exciting, you know, like what about 25K, uh, D. Koala again, uh, Bravo Liru, basically the Cape Town and Pretoria street rap scene. I find that fascinating, but people are just not there anymore. You know, I mean, there are core hip hop fans, which is why this, uh, the music is still there. And I wouldn't say it's dead, dead, but it's not, it's not where it was in 2014, you know, with Abo, Cuesta and KO and them. But really, really, the it's it's not it's not hip hop itself. It's just the climate. It's it's the country. It's where we are. It's the nature of our people. I, I think that is. I mean, if you want to call it a problem, that that that's what it is. I think it is a problem indeed. I think it really is a bigger problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I think mm-hmm. you've hit the nail. the The South African industry. Uh, there's this there's a stupid primitive idea that if there's there's if something is popping at the time. Uh, then that should be the demand and everything else should be ignored from a commercial point of view. And I think, I also feel that we can't only point fingers at society. We also have to point fingers at like industry leaders. We have to point fingers at labels because they are, they think that if this is happening, then that should only have been happening. And, you know, South Africa is a a melting, is a melting pot of so much talent and so much Mm. diversity. Mm. I think that is Mm. the downfall. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you. Um, yeah, I, but again, as I, I think, I think our our industry is is quite weak. Like 
there isn't that much conviction to be like we believe in this thing even though it's not like super super popular because even on a piano my piano is not new but they only yeah so but they only jump on the bandwagon once something is popular Mm. and i i think as you're saying that that is a huge huge failure on 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 their side you know it's 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 terrible actually i mean thank you for drawing comparisons now which you just mentioned this um like Mm. at the height of you know at the height of 2014 we always had artists like keo aka casper cuesta i'd say reason to but the yeah. what I've noticed at that time, and you could you can direct me, I mean you can correct me at any time yeah. here, but yeah. what I yeah. do have noticed that 2014, 2015, there was South African hip hop kind of gave you gave you the sense that there was so much diversity in terms of sound, style, yeah. language, yeah. identity. Yeah. So for instance, mm. you had KO at this kind of movement, you have Cooley with the Motoko mm. at the time, you had AK yeah. with your typical Joburg um you know Joburg raps no then, yeah you know yeah. i mean and there was such a melting pot and maybe perhaps the time at that time there was a lot of comp- competition but everybody was also just um accepting so much at the same time as South african hip-hop now when you think of stuff like yeah. white door uh mm-hmm. there was also i think that influence drove uh south african hip-hop at what it was at that time do you think now as an essay hip hop, yeah. um, do you think that artists today are drawing inspiration from the older generation or do you think they tend to draw inspiration from guys from an international sphere and maybe that does not ultimately connect with the South African audience as much as it mm. used to do in 2014? Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, there are artists who only draw from... from from uh the from the US or the UK. Let's wrap this up. Uh we were talking yeah. about behind the catalog and admittedly um I think it's a concept that I would have always wanted but I think you beat me to it and I love that yeah. you did that. Um I do know that so uh. I do know that Stogie T is there. I do know that you've got a it's just not you. Um you are the producer, you're also the director and interviewer. Um, but there's also a team that you comprise of. So again, yeah. tell me about tell me about behind the catalog yeah. and what exactly what it entails. Um, yeah, there's so there's me. I, I I'm the writer, uh, interviewer, and can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you loud and clear. Yeah, yeah. So today, so co-director uh and recording engineer um and you know i, I would say really co-executive producer because we really just do everything together mm-hmm. and then we have amara flair uh who helped us with the the narration um and then we i i got to assist with the transcriptions you know so when i was writing i don't have to listen to the audio mm-hmm. and the the graphics were done by uh ashley huntley um and yeah also simbongile assisted with that you know but she does pr but yeah the the the, the the artwork that we had given her, she she assisted with uh, making it look as beautiful as it does now. 
Mm. Um, yeah, that's 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 everyone involved. And you, if my memory serves me well, you told me that uh, Stogi T, Dumi Molokanya, right, approached you with the idea, or just just correct me there. He did. He did. Yes. Mm. Um, <clears throat> he did. This was twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Might have been 2018. You already had a relationship. I'll say 19. Let's just... You already had a relationship. Yeah. So I, I started, uh, I, I interviewed Dumi for the first time in, in 2015, after years and years of being a fan. But obviously I was a fan. I wasn't even a writer back then. Um, but yeah, I am. So after, I think I interviewed him for Return of the King in 2015. And then I bumped into him at a uh, CD signing. Feels like it feels like ancient history. Do city signings still even exist? Anyway, city signing at music uh, at the waterfront in Cape Town, and yeah, he told me he was like, "I liked the article that you wrote, um, which you know is great." But you know, from then on, just every time he put something out, I was able to interview him. I think I'd gained his trust, um, and we actually ended up just really getting to know each other like on a human level um and really for me it was like every time we were together like our relationship to this day is just me asking him questions like i'm just always asking questions because you know really one of my favorite artists ever and not many people get the opportunity to actually get to uh talk face and face on a personal level with the their idols so our relationship really was just like me asking like oh so with this album or with this line what is that about um i i guess he just maybe he he was maybe the curiosity and also just the insights that i offer him uh i guess it i gained his trust uh, as far as his music is concerned so in 2019 he hit me up he was like yeah i'm looking for a biographer um uh to to you know just to to for us to to go through my catalog you know and he sent me like a reference of this might have been a combat jack show interview or it was a biography of combat jack after he had died i don't necessarily remember but it was something like that and it's something that i already been thinking about you know uh me and today so we had long, long been talking about making audio documentaries. This is, this is like even before podcasts became like podcasts, we were just like, he even the way, the, the, way he, the way he used was like, I think he said radio, radio documentaries or something like that. Um, so, but the, the biggest challenge with that, especially making something as in-depth as, as behind the catalog was that most of the artists, uh, the few artists that uh, I was interested in and the, the ones that I approached, they didn't really get the vision, you know, they, they uh, and I, I, I in, in general, in essay, artists look at media in their own way, you know, they look at it in terms of promo, like, so they're only willing to talk to you when they have an EP or an album. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So they, they want to talk to you when they have an EP or an album or a show coming up. And even then, man, it's just like 20, 25 minutes, uh, 30 if you're lucky. And uh, they, so 
it was very difficult just to get um, them to be on board. Like there was actually this other crew who had started filming something. We're actually making it a video and we had to stop midway because one of the artists, they were like, ah, uh, this artist is not available to, to do PR for this project. And I was like, stop My looking God. at it in terms of PR. You know, we, we, we're creating something journalistic here that we want to live forever. This is not about this particular project. It's mm. about you guys. We like what you're doing. Uh, so really, we kind of like just uh, gave up on that idea. And when he approached me, I was like, bro, I've been wanting to do something like this for years. And in general, Udumi, for me, is one of the few artists who really understand what media is about. You know, even just when we have conversations, who put me on to YouTubers or podcasts, podcasters that I've never heard of. And I'm like, okay, this guy gets it, you know. I mean, so I mean, that's, that's how it, it is. Further, just yeah. just further, further to that, I mean, he's one of the few artists, not just in the country, I think globally, that has such a fascinating catalogue. And um, exactly. I mean, you're extremely lucky to have a man like that. And I think, um, you know, yeah. for him to envision it with you, um, trust you and obviously pose the right questions. He obviously understands that you have some in-depth knowledge about his music in general. Uh, yeah, he does. I mean, as I said, it's because it, it, I think it really just comes from, from the, the work that I've done uh, around his, 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 his music. Uh, it really came from that. I mean, I, I remember we're, we're talking at some point. Um, uh, what were we talking about? Oh, I think I, I was telling him that I like BMWs and he was telling me, I was like, nah, bruh. BMWs are for, for, for niggas who are assholes. And I was like, and then he was like, uh, he was like, I don't think you're an asshole. And then I was like, bro, you don't know me like that. And he was like, oh, I'm realizing that I could be wrong because I know you through writing about my music. And in most cases, you like it. So I don't really know you like that. So he, he really does have, have uh, trust. <laughs> oh, that was a weird anecdote, but yeah. No, no, no. He's a very, very intelligent man. So going forward, in terms of behind mm. the catalog, I mean, I would assume that as much as we have Stogie T here, um, but there's mm. other artists that also have a fascinating, well, hip-hop artists that have a, a you know, mm. huge, a great, great catalog of music. Um, do you guys mm. plan to go any for, you know, further after Stogie T? That is the plan at the moment. Um, look, when I when we started, really, it wasn't. It was going to be the the only um, one I was gonna do, and I wasn't planning to do any other one for the reasons that I've given you. Yeah. But just with many people who listened to it before it came out, they were they asked the same question that you just asked. So who's gonna be next? Blah blah blah. And I was like, ah, oh, maybe maybe we could. Uh, it's not necessarily going to be like a hip hop artist. We we, we really, the, yeah, we don't want to limit it to, to hip-hop. Um, it, the, the next artist could be a hip-hop artist. Also, I just think it belongs on, uh, it, it, it depends on, on who we're able to, to, to get. Because, again, as I told you, I don't think just because Stogie T agreed, then everybody's going to agree, you know. People are still going to remain how they are. But hopefully the idea was that if we get a guy like him, uh, we will be able to get people to actually buy into the idea because they'll be like, oh, okay, these these guys are actually serious if they were able to get Stogie T to actually do this. Absolutely. So we we do have we do have a a, a wish list of artists which I unfortunately cannot share, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I want to tell you that not all of them are, are hip hop, and you know some of them are actually 
producers, other genres. So we we yeah, we're definitely planning to 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 have more seasons. I mean, I think that's the beauty of you, you're that you're a music writer. So I mean, you would have in depth knowledge yeah. not just in SA hip hop, but I would assume that exactly. you wanna yeah. you wanna branch out everywhere. Listen, Sabelo, this is such a blessing. Um, from me to you, I think you're an incredible writer. I think mm. you are pivotal in the game, and thank I think you so you're much. not celebrated enough. So thank you so much for joining. For the opportunity, I don't know. It just said uh, I got muted. I don't know how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Technology is a problem. Yeah, it is indeed. No, thank you so much. And look, I okay. wish you all the best behind the catalog. I need to see more content. I think you guys are doing something right. And uh, yeah, we'll see how far it goes. Thank you so much.